You're listening to audio provided by Valleydale Church. To find more resources or to donate to this ministry, please check out valleydale.org. Uh, hi, good morning, everyone. Good morning, Pastor Matt. Great to see you. You uh, look good. You morning. Look good. Yes, thank you. I you feel look great good, today. Fresh, but <laughs> you shaved the beard. Yeah. Uh, you got a toupee. You're I've, looking... I've, I've been teaching from <laughs> Texas already this morning, and I've commuted is, back. It's <laughs> just a hologram of you. <laughs> I, um, you know, I need to. Obviously, this is Pastor Barry. Everybody, he's here with us today. I have to confess something to you. Um, you know, you're my, obviously, you're, well, maybe not obviously to people out there, but you're my good friend. I feel like I can tell you. Yeah, of course. Can tell you deep personal matters. I've, um, I've caused some, some deep strife in my marriage. Uh-oh. Do you know why? I have no it's idea. because I buzzed off my beard. I don't have a beard on my face <laughs> at this point. I didn't realize what, I didn't, I didn't realize that it was going to be such a big thing. Oh, so what, what motivated you to? I was shave. I was telling Joanna this this morning. I think it's just I I just get tired of looking at myself mm-hmm. in the mirror. I'm just like, how can anyone stand the sight of this? <laughs> and I just eventually <laughs> just say. So, so you didn't consult with Lauren before? Sadly, no. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I should have known that. She's nine months pregnant. I should mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't have done anything out of the ordinary. I don't want to yeah. surprise her. Well. I feel your pain. We all, we all do those kinds of things in marriage sometimes. You came here when you got. Have you have you been have you been here for just three years? You came yeah. soon after Pastor got here. Yeah, and you had a beard. That was the first picture I saw of you. You had the beard. Yeah, so I'm usually a seasonal beard person. The seasonal beard. Yeah, usually the winter time. But this is a different one. I'm just not feeling it this winter. I have to. It's a personal mm-hmm. choice. Like yeah. there's there's an emotional kind of thing that has to build. You have to come to like an emotional critical mass before the beard happens. Um, yeah. A lot of thought goes into it. Totally. A lot of strategy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's, it is so funny to describe it that way because it just happens automatically. Like <laughs> you don't do anything. <laughs> we hired Josh Pike recently to be our tech director. Uh, we knew it was time because his beard had gotten long enough. <laughs> Yeah, we we felt that he, he, that he, he had was finally it. prepared. He he finally earned, he finally earned it. So why is Brody here? Why is Brody here? Well, we have to, um, affirmative action. <laughs> we have to have some non-beard growers as well. <laughs> Pastor Barry, how's it how's it going? Uh, going well, going well. Uh, you know we're. I'm excited. One reason I was really excited yesterday, and I guess jump right into the yeah, service, sure. is at the very end, Pastor Carson was talking about the Bible reading plan, and yeah. he said something like, how many are doing it? And there were hands oh, all yeah, over everybody's the room. Hand went up. And awesome. so that was, that was really encouraging. I mean, that's been something, uh, you know, obviously it's important to be in God's Word, but we've been communicating it a lot, and to see that type of response was really encouraging. So I'm doing well. Yeah, I loved it. I feel like... Um I, well, I feel like it's worth telling people that are watching online that you, if you if you haven't started the reading plan yet and you jump in, like just jump in. Don't feel like you have to catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's uh, I was talking to a friend this morning. He's like, I haven't started started it yet, and I was like, Don't worry about catching up. Mm-hmm. Just don't don't put that pressure on yourself. I mean, that's the whole reason that it's not a chronological yeah. the whole Bible in one year plan in the first place. Yeah. 
Because if you defeat yourself and say, well, I've got too much to read, yeah. then you're never going to. Yeah, and those plans can be kind of heavy. I mean, three to four chapters a day. Yeah. And you, yeah, if you do get behind, you feel like I, I can't catch up, you know. And so, but I'm excited about this plan, especially as sure. we move along. I mean, even like in the book of Leviticus, we're only cover one chapter in Leviticus. Um, and so, but once, and once we get to the New Testament, especially in the letters, it's almost every chapter. So, yeah, but, which makes more sense. It's a lot more readable once yeah, you get to the shorter New books. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I think we've all been there with the whole uh, chronological Bible reading, and then that day comes in February or something, and you're like, oh, wow, four chapters of Leviticus today. This yeah. is rough. Or, or genealogies in, you know, First Chronicles or something. The genie, I mean, that's just, that's difficult, man. Mm-hmm. The geneolo- genealogical, it's, it, honestly, though, this, this year, I think, because we have to read a little bit, there's that genealogy after, um, after Noah, mm-hmm. which leads into the, the story of Abraham. And I thought yeah. that was, uh, um, I guess now it's been like the, who knows how many times I've read that genealogy, but a couple things finally clicked for me there. Um, with the one with, it's like, uh, well, finally understanding like how Lot is related to him and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm just confessing to everyone, yes, see, there's things that I don't understand about the scriptures, you know? I know, Pastor Mac's not here, so I don't have to pretend that I know about the scriptures anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. I always have to, he, he'll always throw out some things, like, you know what I'm talking about. And I'll be like, yeah, of course. Of course. Of course, Pastor. Absolutely. And, like, and the Hebrew I do as well. <laughs> That's right, yes. <laughs> well, if this was a Hebrew Bible, I'd know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, what's your what's your post uh, sermon routine? Do you have to come back and get a nap? Do you even get a nap? You got six kids. In the no, house. I usually don't. Usually don't get a nap. Um, so yesterday, my parents were here, so we did lunch. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. we did lunch with them, and then um, we spent some time with them afterwards at my, at our house, and then I did some more work. So I, I started working. I usually will come up here on Sunday afternoon, but I stayed at home oh, and right, just yeah. did some work from home. Uh, but now I'm not usually a napper. So, you're a better man than I am. I always, I always have to give the nap. But our our daughter now is five years old, and I think she's going to stop napping. It's been mm-hmm. very, very sad uh, for me as I'm coming to grips with that. <laughs> Don't get that uh, hour of quiet. So yesterday I was playing with her mm-hmm. because my wife obviously needs her rest. Growing a baby and all takes a, yeah. takes a lot out of you. So when's when's your due date? She's supposed to be due the twenty seventh. Of okay. this month, so we'll see. Uh, she usually um, has carried them a little bit longer than that. Okay, they like to they like to cook a little bit longer till they're <laughs> fully done. Then they come out looking like three months old, and people are like, "Wow, <laughs> this child is huge." And I'm like, "Don't know where they get that from." Yeah. Well, uh, there was one other thing I was going to talk to you about before we jump into the text. I'm trying to remember what it was. We talked about the Bible reading plan, Pastor Carson. Um, introduced Claudia yesterday. We'll have to get her on the pod- podcast at some point. Yeah. We like we like Cla- anything else you wanted to say about her? She's well, coming on. We're really really excited about Claudia. So she's coming from Prattville. She was at First Baptist Prattville, um, just down the road. Just down the road. Great church, and um, she's bringing a lot of ideas. And she's already in the office this morning working. So we're we're really excited to have her on board. I went over to the uh, the office pod over there, and I think and just a visitor last week, and she had six people already in her office. I was like, whoa, okay, she's very popular. Um, I'm not cool enough to be here, so I came back and locked myself <laughs> in my office for a little while longer. 
just to numb the pain. What am I talking about today? Joanna's not even, Joanna won't even make con eye contact with me. Um, I started a new D group this morning. Oh, how about yeah, that? Maybe that's why I'm so crazy because we're meeting at 6 a.m. So you got to, you got to get up early and really get ready to go. And the facial, that maybe that's the problem. Yeah. The, the facial hair goes away. There's no um, filter left. Well, then let's let me stop talking. Let's get back into the scriptures here, Pastor Barry. Now, I love okay. the, anec the anecdote of of uh, that you you told me this last week, and it, it was really funny to me. I don't. Th I tried to tell it to the to the team. They didn't think it was funny <laughs> as I did. But Pastor tells you ahead of time when he's going out of town, you know, and yeah. oftentimes he'll select you to to preach for him when he's out of town. Does he give you any instruction or anything? Or he's just like, Barry, I need you to preach for me. Yeah. And so usually I'll ask, is there anything you prefer? Or you want me to do this? And he'll just say, whatever you want to do, whatever God leads you to do. Uh, there's only been maybe one time where he's asked to be like in a series. So uh, so I, in my devotional times back in December, I ran across this passage in Luke 14. And I thought, this is so interesting. It really and is. And I just felt led to do it. And so, you know, I'm probably... By the time we went home for Christmas, maybe 60%, 70% done with this message. And then Sunday, January 2nd, comes and Pastor goes, we're going to be in Luke 14 this morning. <laughs> I started thinking, oh, man, I've been working on this thing. And then he said, he was talking about a man. And I was thinking, and then I, I thought, okay, oh, he's earlier in the chapter. Okay. And, but then he kept going. He got into like <laughs> 7 through 11. Then he got into 12. I thought, okay, well, and... Uh, anyway, it, it it obviously worked out, and he uh, the Holy Spirit wanted us in Luke 14. But I I did get a little nervous. I was thinking, man, I really don't have time to do a whole new message this week. But was Courtney <coughs> with you? Did she reach over and like grab your shoulder? I'm like, trying to think. Okay? Uh, she no, I think she may have been home with one of the kids. I think we uh, I think she was at home, but. No, 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 she was. She was. She was a few seats down. Oh, okay. And there was a point in the message I looked at her, and I was like, I'm supposed to do Luke 14 next week. <laughs> and she just smiled. <laughs> that would be... I, I, I love it when stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, so clearly we were supposed to be in 14, and no, Pastor didn't, like, purposefully sabotage you or whatever. We just ended up with a mini-series there in Luke chapter 14. And it is... Um, I, I mean, it's a, it's a tough passage. Like, it, it's kind of a... You know, I was reading it beforehand. I, I didn't I didn't read your manuscript before you preached it. I didn't know exactly how you were going to approach it. It's really a black and white kind of kind of thing. Like in the mm -hmm. modern in modern church, modern preaching. I feel like that pastor and I've talked about this some. There's this leaning towards like not wanting to come out and just say, "Hey, there are going to be these people that the Lord takes to heaven, and then there are the, going to be these people that are sentenced to eternal punishment." But right. that's what this whole parable is pointing to. Is it, it, not? it is. It has a warning to it, and really, the bottom line is those who do not go are those who excluded themselves because they had other things that were more important, and that that's. That's hard for us to hear. It really <coughs> is. It, I, I, and that's why I wanted to start with that, because that's how you ended yesterday. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, like, this is a kind of a warning passage. Yes. Did you think at all about, like, what, how, the, how the Pharisees might have responded as they, they heard this? Do you think they fully processed what he was saying? I, I don't think they did. I think they thought, we're good, because we are connected to Abraham, 
he's our, we're, we're Jews, we're God's chosen people, and um, yes, Messiah's coming at some point, but surely this guy's not him. Right, you know, right. he's interesting, he's a good teacher, but, um, you know, nothing good comes from Nazareth, as they say. As so, they say. Uh, anyway, I, no, I, I think they totally missed it, and they just felt like, hey, we're, we're in because we're Jews. That still happens in the church today, I guess. Huh? Like, do, do you do you encounter people that are like, yeah, I'm all right because my parents are Christians? And my parents are even my own morality, you know, my own works, my own. I've done this, so I'm I'm good, you know. And um, you know, Jesus is good, but I, I'm I'm pretty good myself. That's a really good point. Let's let's approach this just from an evangelistic discussion because I think that most most people that are watching us right now are are probably believers. They probably have mm-hmm. accepted that invitation mm-hmm. from from Christ. So how, how then can we turn this and in like a, in a conversation with a non-believer or someone Mm -hmm. to help them understand that like, it really isn't about what you've done. It's, it's about responding to what God has done and he's just invited you to be a part of it. Yeah, that's right. So the guy I referred to yesterday, Archibald Brown, he was a pastor in London, late 1800s, early 1900s. He, he talks about the importance of emphasizing sin. Like we, we, we quickly move to uh, eternal life, forgiveness, and all that's true, but we oftentimes miss that step of sin and the need for forgiveness. And so I, I think that's where we should spend more time as we do share the gospel so people realize, oh, like I, I, that's why I need a Savior, because I am a sinner and um, I, so that, I would say we can't skip over that. We certainly want to emphasize forgiveness, eternal life, all the above. But we've got to start with Genesis 3. You know, there was a fall. It's difficult. We've, that, that's one of those things where you find yourself in conversation sometimes and you have to, you have to get somebody lost first mm-hmm. before you, can, you mm-hmm. can help them get saved. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't realize um, what, what they've gotten themselves into. That, that's something you touched on as well. And I love the way that you weaved in so much application into this message. I thought it was really helpful. You talked about the excuses that the people give in the story mm-hmm. to not to not say yes to the invitation. Mm-hmm. I can't go because of this, this, and this. And you tied it back to three distractions that we have um, in our lives. Those were so applicable to today. Let's talk about some of those. Yeah, so the distractions were uh, property, uh, possessions, and then um, pleasure. And uh, boy, they're all applicable. You know, they're all, you know, there was the, the oxen, well, I need to go try them out. There was the land, I need to go see my land. And then the, the pleasure, to, to me, the pleasure is the big one. Um, and it's, it, 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 to me, it stands out in the text because there was, there was an abruptness. There was a coldness. You know, the other said, please have me excused, but not the third guy. He just says, I'm not coming. And uh, there is something about the pursuit of pleasure that is so intoxicating. And so it makes us just abrupt to the things of God. You know, like, I, no, <clears throat> I'm not going to lead that group because we're going to be at the lake. And, and that's just what we're doing, you know, yeah. or, or whatever it is that that's pleasure that just distracts you from the kingdom of God. That's a tough word. And I, you know, I, I recoiled a little bit when you said that, because that's a really pointed word for the people in our congregation. You know, we're a congregation that likes to travel, that, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, congregation that enjoys those kind of weekend hobbies. Um, we're an affluent congregation. We, we have the, the opportunity to do a lot of those Mm-hmm. fun things. Yeah. So that is the gut check. Like what are we more 
what are we more committed to? Yeah, and remember, you know, Jesus doesn't say that they're evil of themselves. There's nothing wrong with those things. But when they become a conflict into our walk with Christ, now it's that that's when it becomes the issue. And so we, we all have that. I mean, we have pleasures that we're drawn to. And uh, we, we all have that struggle. And so it's just continuing to lay them at the feet of Christ. And, and it's, uh, who do we love more and who are we serving today? Completely agree. I'm thinking about now this idea of the multiple invitations. This mm-hmm. was one of the and, – and I, I want to ask your interpretation of this because there, there's at least three rounds of invitations mm-hmm. that go out. And the last one to me is the most interesting one mm-hmm. because the master is frustrated because he's given this invitation, which – I've seen other commentators interpret as a command, like an invitation is, it, in essence, is a command, because mm-hmm. if you don't say yes to it, there is that punishment mm-hmm. that awaits you. He's angry that people haven't said yes, that they're not coming to the banquet. So what, what does he say to his servants? Well, you go out into these different places, and you showed us how that meant yeah. Not the Jews, but the pagans. Talk talk more about that. Yeah, so he said, go to the highways and the hedges. And Jews did not have hedges around their property. And so he's talking about the pagan Gentiles. You know, go out, out way outside the city into the most remote areas where non-Jews lived and compel them, urge them to come in. And, um, of course, we you would see that. We'll see that played out in the book of Acts, you know, where the, the gospel now goes way beyond Jerusalem until the, the ends of the earth. But that would have been, can you imagine being a, one of the religious leaders listening to Jesus say that? The highways and the hedges? You mean like, no, no, we're the chosen people. Uh, you mean you're going to let them, you're going to invite them into your kingdom? You know, that was that would have been a radical statement. Why does he do it in that order, though? Does that have something to And I, I couldn't come up with the right language for this, but is this some kind of like progressive revelation kind of thing? Because like, mm-hmm. in a larger sense, yes, Christ comes to the Jews, and then the gospel is preached to others. Paul says in Romans chapter 1, you know, the gospel is the power of God unto the salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Yeah. yeah. I, yes, I believe that's exactly what what's happening. He... He is the king of the Jews. He came for his people, and as John says, his own received him not. And because his own rejected him, that's why the gospel goes out to the Gentiles. And if you get into Romans, that's where it talks about the time of the Gentiles, or even Daniel talks about that. Um, the time of the Gentiles is now, and that right. we, I believe there is a future for Israel, but we're living in that time, and we're the fact that we're saved and sitting here is, a, is evidence that we are in the time of the Gentiles. Well, it's also a miracle of grace, just that we get to be included in that, grafted in, as Paul says. Yeah, that's something that's tough, just for me. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a Westerner. We live in Mm -hmm. we live in North America. This obviously was happening in the, um, you know, there in the Holy Land, the Middle East, and it's it's funny. You know, as Americans, we always think, yeah, America's the best. You know, America first, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But like, we're kind of we're we're the we're the third invitation. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not part of the ethnic Israel. So That's right. we come a lot later. That's right. Kind of gives a little bit of humility, does it not? Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. But it does make us appreciate that while I, I, we got an invitation too. You know, God was merciful and we we've been invited and and I hope that was clear yesterday that hey, you're on the guest list. Everyone's invited. Amen. And uh, that's that's the good news. 
And so, but with that invitation comes responsibility. Uh, we, we need to respond, hopefully affirmatively, to that invitation. Yeah, that's that was the biggest takeaway for me. I already said it earlier, but just to say again, like, God does the work, and then God gives the invitation, and then, like, you can point to other scriptures and see that he's the one that even provides the means for us to say yes to the invitation. So it's really mm-hmm. not anything that that we do. And, um, and that was helpful for me. I thought that you communicated that really clearly, and I hope that that helps some with... Um, with my own personal evangelism out there. I wanted to hit you with a couple lightning round questions before okay. we get ready to close here. All right. I already asked you the tough theological stuff, so this this is easy stuff. I wanted to know, you used this great example. You know, you were talking about the love mindset versus the exchange mindset, and you mm-hmm. talked about this country star that gave somebody a $1,000 tip at mm-hmm. Waffle House. I've got to know who the country star is. So so the waitress kept him anonymous. So I, really? So we don't know. The story doesn't tell, and she... I think it was just protecting him. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I don't know. But it was North Carolina. It wasn't Nashville. So I don't know what country star lives in North Carolina. But Josh Turner. Josh Turner. Is Josh Turner lives in North Eric Carolina? Church. Eric Church lives in North Carolina. Josh Pike, I didn't know that you knew so much about country music. I know way too much. <laughs> he knows way too much, he says. We need to get, we need to get, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you on here at some point. Josh Turner, interesting trivia there, also a Belmont University graduate. And I got I, I saw him in 2004. He was still like touring with his first album, hmm. Long Black Train. I think I actually have it autographed. I need to see if I can find that. I'll give it to Josh for Christmas next year. He can he can have that. Has he has he fulfilled his destiny, Josh Turner, as being the next? Is it Randy Travis? He kind of has that similar voice. Yeah, he does. He's more low key. A low oh low key than yeah. Randy. He just released a new country Christmas album. Oh, man, I need to go back and listen to some Josh Turner. Okay, so we're going to just say that that was Josh Turner with the $1,000 tip. I'm going to, I'm going to speak that into existence. That's what it was. Um, last lightning round question for, for Pastor Barry. I'm interested in hearing everybody's opinion in, in here, and I'll, I'll probably put them, put them on the record. Oh, boy, sorry, table's shifting. I'm getting too excited. There's a big game tonight. Are you going to have the, you going to watch any of the national championship? You think? Oh boy! So normally, yes, we have. Um, uh, this sounds probably almost heretical in this state, but we have canceled live TV yes. because we're trying to focus on paying our house off. So, um, so we we don't have live TV. So I'll be able to, I guess, check it online, or maybe we'll go somewhere else and watch it. But uh, where you going to ask who? Who I predict? So yeah, well, yeah, I guess you can still give a prediction. <laughs> also, I need to send you a link to get just like an Amazon antenna. Do you still have a TV? <laughs> yes. Those are only like nineteen dollars. Oh, okay. That's. Well, I didn't think about that. <laughs> it shouldn't affect the. Uh, it shouldn't affect the budget too much. So but you might have. There might be more there. Okay. So what's your prediction? Uh, I'm going to say Georgia, just because I think it's hard to beat a team twice in the same season, and um, Georgia looked really good last last game. I thought so. That, that's my little two cents worth. I guess you could make an argument that it's pretty easy to lose two games, though, right? Is that the opposite philosophical thing? Brody's a, so it's all Auburn fans in here, I think. Brody's an Auburn fan. You even went to Auburn for for a year or so, right? Yeah. Joanna's daughter. Joanna's daughter's attending Auburn. Mm-hmm. Pike didn't go to Auburn, but you are an Auburn fan. Why are you an Auburn fan? Is that just your family? Yeah, we're always the underdog. Okay, you like cheer for the underdog. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, they appreciate their wins. They appreciate their wins. Oh, that's that's true. That's true. So everybody, so you guys are all saying, what do you? What, what's the consensus here in the room? Or is it going to be Georgia or Alabama? Brody says Alabama, but Brody just wants his heart to be broken again. Okay, Joanna, she she thinks that Bama will win, and because uh, it's ironic now, because Bama's weirdly like the underdog in this game, right? Everybody's like, oh yeah, Georgia's going to come through. What does Pike say? I think Bama will win, but I'm Pike is rooting for Georgia, even though he thinks that Bama will win. I think the tide's going to roll. What 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 is it that when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object, or something like that? Is there some expression like that? I'm dying out here. It's 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 Newton's law of football. A juggernaut. Everybody says that Georgia's defense was so good, but then Bama still made mincemeat of them last time. I just think Bama's <laughs> going to win. I think here, here's why. Can we, you want this to become first take for a second? Sure, we let's can do just it. go with first. We do you want us to just yell at each other and like do hot takes hey, back can, and forth. Yeah, we can do that. Nobody's watching this at this point anyway, right, Brody? I feel like Alabama, in order to win, is going to have to get more. In order to win, so so Joanna's take is that in order to win, <laughs> Alabama is going to have to get more points than Georgia. What do, like I think that that is just an absolute despicable take. I can't believe the lack of can't believe the lack of perspective. Uh, clearly, Georgia is the greatest of all time, and their coach Michael Jordan will take them on to victory. What say you, Michael Pastor Perry? Are we still talking about football? Or- <laughs> What are we talking about here? Is this on? What is that red light for? Okay. Uh, well, I think that's going to wrap up our uh, our sermon <laughs> on that note. for the day. On that note, thank you guys. We hope that this has been informative and and also give you a little fun to start the day. And uh, we'll see you there out on the interwebs tonight as you're scrolling through your phone watching the national championship. Have a good time. Stay safe out there. And be nice for Pete's sake. Be nice. Brody's pointing at me. I can't tell me. I can't tell if he's saying amen or if he just wants me to stop. I'm saying amen. I'm pointing at saying the audience. Saying amen, pointing at the audience, Norway. asking them to stop. Accident. Norway? Not Norway. We need to cut. All right. See you guys. <laughs>